Since the circumference of a circle is defined as two times pi, Jake. you measured, no, hold on. What are you I doing? Know, I know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Hey guys, welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. You are Jake. You are. Uh, oh, good. Good. You yes, are. I am. You are. You know, I just realized because now we can like watch ourselves on the screen. I always do kind of like the head bob to the music. You don't yeah. do that anymore. It makes me sad. No, I'm th I'm thinking. I'm always thinking. Always you know, thinking. My brain is always just pensive. I'm always thinking. Just, like I have no idea what's going on, so I'm thinking about what is. What am I <laughs> walking like, into son here? Son of a. Yeah. What yeah. am I walking into? I here? think. I think you're gonna like this episode. Okay. But rather than introduce it myself, as I always do, yep. I'm about to let someone else have that honor. Okay. So, our topic today is... There's the finish line! Power! Power? Power. You try, Andres. Power! Power! Power, come on! Come on! Jerry, that's too much! Oh, my gosh! That's right! You ruined the engine! Yeah, I guess you did. Power! So, we're gonna, we're gonna let it play. And apply the power. <laughs> power. Oh no! Oh no! And then I'll figure out some way of the power. Power. Let's get about our business. Yeah. Power. So that's, that's right. all the power. We're talking about this entire episode. Is about power. I, the, the power episode. This is the power hour, power baby. Hour. Power. Power. Pa power hour. Now on Overcrest. Power. The most overrated thing on a car that you love. Really? I don't know. I don't like chasing power. I think you can get yourself in a lot of trouble chasing power on a yeah, car. Yeah. Because it, it never ends. Well, especially in a 911 because it's, it's never efficient. It's, yes. it's a little easier to chase power in a small block Chevy than it is yeah, in a 911. Big time. I yeah. know. Part of me is like looking at that oh, and going, it's just absolutely. We should, we should just sell these things and get like, I don't know, Camaros or something. I don't know. Some, we should do an episode about the cars that you could get if you were to sell your 911. That would be an interesting idea. Very yeah. novel. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we did that. Okay, right, power. So what about power? As ambiguous and frankly, like I'm worried people might think it's kind of a boring topic. I assure you this is going to be interesting. So when we think of mechanical power, we think of machines. Yeah. Be it cars, trains, or even tools, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not talking about political power. We're not talking about oh, electrical power. Not, we are talking about muscle power, kind of. Yes, but I'm right. talking mechanical power. Okay. okay. Work. It's, yes. And so I, th since I like to think chronologically, especially with these deep dives to history, yes. I tried to figure out what was the first powered machine ever. Powered by what? In history. By it, not a person? Not a person or an animal. Can so I what guess? Is, it's, it, that is to say, what is the first machine built by humans that used energy from an external source? Not can human I, or animal. Do yes, I get to guess? Please, please do. I have two. Can, how many guesses do I get? I, you're probably not going to get it, so as many as you want. Windmill. No, actually. Water, uh, water wheel. Um, you're probably right, but that's, yeah, I didn't do that. Water wheel. Sure. It's probably the water wheel. Water wheel. You just keep saying water wheel. <laughs> no, so while it's difficult to find an exact record of the first machine, because I don't have record of like who did the first water wheel, but I there's do so know. much of human history that is was not written down. Yeah, I no, mean, there's definitely not enormous amounts. Yeah, no, I did find this record though. This okay. is the first, as far as I know, record of a machine. Okay. And it was in ancient Greece. They have records, and it pointed to one man and his invention. Philosopher and engineer. Heron of Alexandria. Of course. He lived right at the turn of the century. Where's Alexandria? In Greece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a Greek inventor. I just said Greek Oh, I, I, I didn't hear Greek. I just heard it. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. guy was an inventor. Everything was Greek, and then it was Italian. The Greek Roman. and the Italians are just... Well, and then it was Roman. Romans. Because, I guess know, it's not Italian. Roman Romans. Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Those that's, guys were pretty smart what, dudes. They, Plus they, philosophy? Philosopher yeah. and engineer. Yeah. The power yeah. of the mind. I know. So he lived right at the turn of the century. You know, the very first century. Zero. We're talking zero. about zero. Zero. Not BC, not ACDC. <laughs> That's power. And branding. And <laughs> rock and roll. I like it. Uh, yeah, so he was fascinated by the power of steam. 
right? So his invention, the first ever powered machine to be recorded was called the Aopile. Give up. Alipile. Got it. It's a pile. The Alipile is picture this, basically a metal sphere with two nozzles coming out of it on opposite sides. How did they figure out that steam pressure was a thing? Well, like, I have what a was later the... story about that, okay. but, but yeah, I don't know. Like, what was the, like, how did we decide? He probably, like, had a you bucket know what it was? that it was, was a kettle. boiling. Yeah. yeah, it was a kettle, well, and, yeah, and the li- then the lid started shaking around. my story from later. I'm sorry. It's okay. Continue. It's okay. Sad. No, so the Aleopile, Aopile, it's uh, basically, a, like, a metal sphere. It has jets on both sides. You know what that means when I predict what you're going to say? We are just that. So dialed in. We are that Scary. connected. Over 400 Don't episodes even know of this. if I like that. That we're just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Exactly. We're on the same wavelength. We Jake. really are. I don't know if I like it. I, you know, I don't want to. I wonder if we're hormonal. I wonder if we're hormonally synced. Like women can do. Yeah. Like if there's a male version of that. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. I really hope not. Okay. So uh, <laughs> back to talking about balls. <laughs> Steel ball. It's got jets on it. You can see where this is going. You fill it with water, heat it up over a fire. The water boils, creating steam pressure to shoot out the noddles and it spins. Okay. Right? Yep. And so this is like letting effect. a balloon go. Like when yeah, it'll blow exactly. it, let it go. This is an effect. The, the very first machine ever built to harness an external power. So what did this thing do? So you have this ball and it's it spinning. Didn't what did really it really do any work? So they weren't like grinding wheat no. with it or running a shaft or no. like an axle or any kind? Okay. No. We're just were like, not. hey, look at this thing spin. Right. And so as we know, steam certainly remained the de facto method of powering machines for the following 1900 years. So did this guy get rich or was this just like I a- I know. He was a philosopher and wrote stuff. He's probably doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, zero. who took that to the next level? Like, did he figure out that, boy, I could turn a thing with this thing, with a pulley and a thing, and make it Well, things. Archimedes had his screw. True. Right? True. I wonder when Archimedes was. We could look that mm. up. But, yeah, I'm sure that he did Same well, time frame. Right? Here's the thing. If you weren't doing well already, you wouldn't have time to sit around idly and invent. And, yeah, and boil you know some I mean? water and spin, yes, exactly. spin a ball. Got it. Yeah, so, but steam, that's Although, really, there's that is no the internet. Thing. It's not like he could go, like... We have to force ourselves to take a break from Instagram. Yes. This guy, what am I going to do today? I'm in Greece. It's beautiful outside. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I can either write shit down, <laughs> read shit other people I can, wrote I can down. Go my, my, it's not garage, but my stable and build stuff. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, the, the, the sheep are fine. Yep. I don't have any other shit that people wrote down that I need to read. <laughs> so, There's like, no more things. <laughs> there are what, no more things. This is what I, this is what I have to do. <laughs> So steam power, that's what we have for basically 1900 years, other than like water, what you're talking about. And so while we think of steam engines primarily used on trains, the first full-scale working steam locomotive wasn't even built until 1804 in the UK. Why was the development of this so slow? I don't really, well, you... It It takes time. It it it, takes time and also it worked. We had animals. Everything was horse-powered. It's right. fine. It's fine. We got it, it's right? Got it. It's Yes. So before And anyone with money had no desire to- Why would I worry about that? Because it's not like the yeah. the, the peasant or the serf that's that's plowing the field- Has the time or ability for the to oligarch. Invent. They don't have the time or money to do anything. Exactly. And the guy at the top has no incentive he, he to invent care. because he's just eating the biggest turkey legs you have ever seen. Wow. You know, you see the picture of the king at the table, and he's got the Being enormous turkey. by, like, yeah. palm fronds. Why does he need to? He's like, got the grapes with what's the What's his ladies. incentive? You know, what's interesting is this This is around the Greek time of democracy. It was, yes. And and market. Like, there was markets and oh, democracy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a lot of turmoil, too. There's a lot of sure. war, a lot of bloodshed. But I, mean, I wonder how much that the had to do with. March, yes. How, which we just passed. This is like, it's like, it's a prime example of, hey, maybe that's some, why some of that innovation actually happened. Yeah, Turmoil sometimes breeds innovation, as we know. Yeah, you actually had a republic there, and there was was a little bit more motivation to do things and please people. Yeah, so before 1804 with the steam locomotive, steam engines were stationary machines used for, like, mining, industrial pumps, and factories. And they were, in fact, extremely inefficient. So up until this point... How are we measuring that? How are we measuring measuring the efficiency of a steam engine? Well, let me just tell you what these steam engines were, and you decide yourself. Okay, what, what it's wood is the fuel, right? 
So how many, like, how do you measure, are you measuring how many BTUs that the wood is able to? No, like, let me tell you, when I tell you this, you'll be like, oh, that's really dumb. Okay. Yeah, so the way that Powers was created by these initial steam engines was not from the pressure of the steam, which seems most intuitive. No, instead, at this point in history, steam engines were known as atmospheric engines or vacuum engines designed to basically condense steam under a piston. So it worked something like this. Hot steam was directed into a piston at the top of its travel. A valve was then sealed shut, allowing the steam to cool and condense, driving the piston down. That's so stupid. Yes, I know. And they were essentially powered by the outside air pressure, pushing a piston into the vacuum generated by the condensed steam instead of the pressure of the expanding steam itself. And it seems absolutely stupid thinking back now can you imagine the knowledge that i have just me i'm not i'm so, a i'm a regular this guy. is the whole purpose of that stupid movie from the like early 2000s with paul walker in it and they go back to nights like they this. go to medieval times it came out the same would you be a witch would you be burnt at the stake if i'm like oh, yeah, probably but it came out the same time you know movies usually come in like pairs or like yeah it, yeah remember like a, a night's tr- tale a trend. with yeah. heath ledger this yep. one came out the same time is it called time? So he goes basically goes back, he goes in, back time. in time and he goes, you guys, doesn't matter that we don't have weapons. We have all this modern knowledge. We know Kung Fu and we oh. know <laughs> it was really dumb. Kung Fu. I don't know. He I'm was talking like, we about know martial arts. I'm going back there and being like, here's how you solve for pie. Like, like the radius of a circle. You be burned at the stake for sure. You think so? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but what if I was and like, I'm hey guys. bring up pie because we're going to have an entire math lesson at the end of this oh, episode. No. Yep. Well, everybody just tuned out. That's, that's, <laughs> that's great. But imagine going back and be like, hey guys, if you actually capture this theme, yeah. you would be, I, I right. imagine, what would it be like to take an iPhone back to the 50s to the dude that invented the uh, television and be like, here you go, check this out. I, it, well, here's what it is. I started so who doing did, it. Who did, there, you would know this quote, anything that is behind, beyond the comprehension of technology is magic. It seems like magic, seems right? Like magic. Do you so know what I'm talking you're, about? You've you're heard dead. that? Yeah, you're dead. You're just, you're magic. And you you are a magic man who is going to be burnt at the That state. is from the devil. Yes. Is what that is. 100%. That tiny screen with light beaming out of it. 100% Yep, devil. hope you like toasty feet because uh, <laughs> you're going to be having them pretty soon. Easy. Okay, so yeah, these these steam engines are terrible, right? Yep. That that does not seem efficient. You agree? Yes, it's stupid. Okay. It's the stupidest thing ever. Enter. I cannot believe that they didn't realize that there was well, pressure. Enter James Watt. James Watt was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, just yeah. he comes. He's involved in everything. The Watt, yes, the Watt, yeah, okay. he's involved in everything. James Watt was a Scottish mechanical engineer and chemist, born in seventeen thirty six. Now the story goes, Chris. That he was at home boiling some tea in a kettle for himself. The tea apparently got too hot and burst the lid right off the kettle. Yes, it was. Eureka. Eureka. He was suddenly struck by the power of expanding steam. How did it take this long? And he was inspired to invent the traditional steam engine that we think of today. Which, by the way, was proven to be sort of a myth. What do you mean? That entire story created (laughs) by his son. Okay, like, like seeing a, the teapot. Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. But Watts did, however, actually carry out many experiments in his lab where he recorded using a kettle as a boiler to generate steam. So there's like some truth there. Right. But yes, he basically was the one that goes, look, we can totally refine this machine, right? So the steam engine was basically born with I Watts. Thought, here's what's interesting about this, though, is that the piston... Uh, wrist pin crankshaft thing mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. before the um, steam engine. It, it, around the same I'm, time. Because here's the thing. The, the traditional steam engines that we were talking about before, these vacuum engines, yeah. their primary use was pumping water. Okay? Okay. Mainly out of mine shafts. Ah. So what so they do, just, they yeah. have this thing up at top and they would have a tube going down. Yeah. So they'd create basically a vacuum with the... No, they'd create... They'd close the, it the up. The cylinder goes vacuum, down, yeah. And it basically is just pulling water. Okay, so it right? doesn't so it have doesn't a wrist need, pin and crankshaft. Yes, it doesn't make, uh, like, what would you call it, rotational yeah. energy. Yes. So, yes, that's why it, it wasn't really there. Um, so, yes, James Watts, he makes this miraculous discovery, which Eureka. doesn't really seem like a discovery, but the steam engine was born. What are you talking about? That's a huge discovery. I know, but it wasn't a discovery. It was just like, you realize you could do this better. Well, that's, that's just is, not how everything is. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Regardless, the Industrial Revolution is now a thing. 
based largely because of this new technology. Watts patented and manufactured his own steam engines with this design and with great success. However, as with any new technology, people were skeptical, Chris. These EV cars were not yeah. totally on board, right? No, 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 right? not at all. Yeah, no. Well, let me tell you, people were not on board with the steam engine. Up to this point, the primary motive for doing any mechanical work at all was a horse. Or an ox. Or an ox, yeah, but usually horses, especially in this area. And so the story goes that one of Watt's first customers was a brewer. And he was so dubious of this steam engine that he basically made a bet with Watts, right? He goes, look, this machine, this, this piece of crap, it's all who he's, so I tell you what, you prove it to me, then I'll buy it. So the story goes- What does this guy do? He's, he does what? He's a brewer. He a makes brewer. beer. Yep. Okay, so how is this going to help him? No idea. Okay. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no okay. idea. Okay. I just know he's a brewer. It didn't okay. go into specifics. But he said, hey, look, if one of these newfangled contraptions could match the work of a horse could do, I'll buy it. Okay, so he's, he's just like, talking about reaping. There's no way it's going to do the same thing as a horse. Yeah, will. he's talking about reaping the wheat and the barley. I don't probably. think it's so much on the field. It's probably like turning a thing. Well, I suppose you're, yeah, yeah, he's things. grinding. Maybe he's, he's breaking the... He's pumping water. He's using his horse. Whatever like, it is. goes around on a wheel all day. Yep, yep, yep. Poor horse. Yeah, usually a donkey. Yeah, Horses know, are way too he, valuable so, for that. Right, so he's basically tells Watts, he's like, look, if you can prove your machine can outperform a horse, then sure, I'll buy, I'll buy it. it. But pff, that's never going to happen, right? Because he, the brewer chose his strongest horse from the mm. back of the stable and he drove it to the absolute freaking limit, right? Just he goes, this, this is this is as much as it can do, right? He's like, there's no way this stupid machine is going to outperform it. Well, Watts accepted- That's called sandbagging. Yes, Watts accepted <laughs> the challenge and brought his machine that actually outperformed the work of the horse. From that day on, in order to basically quell people's um, skepticism, he marketed that his machines have- Horse power. There you go, man. That is the origin of the term. So where is the, horse? What's, what's the equation power? for one horsepower? We'll get there. Okay, because he he does all this. Okay, okay. but before we get there, ah, let's talk about our friends over at Petrolbox. Yes. Petrobox, as we know, is a monthly service made specifically for the automotive enthusiasts. They carefully select items like tools, detailing supplies, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, stickers, publications. What else have we gotten? I'm just trying to think of everything. Tools. All sorts of tools. You get, I love how there's usually themes to it. So you'll get like some tire dressing and then get a tire scrub brush. Yep. And they'll also get like a towel My kids and love microfibers. Get, you get pins, like little acrylic yeah. pins. Yeah, oh, every Enamel time pins. it's usually a pin a sticker. with a matching sticker. Kids always a steal the sticker. pen yep. that goes with the pin. It's awesome. So, And if you're an import guy, they got stuff they for you. They have three different, basically, yeah. um, genres yeah. to choose from. Yeah, so you if you're American a Mustang muscle, guy, you're not getting European, Civic. European, exactly. And if you're yes. like a European JDM, guy. European and American yeah, I think is is the that's stuff. that's the coolest part. Which of me. I love because my dad, I got it for him too, and I was getting it, and we both had the Jacks Wax T-shirts. Yeah, and I was like, oh, you got one of those too, and he turned around, and there's an old 32 Hot Rod, and oh. mine's a 911. I was nice. like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, awesome stuff. It's a curated selection, and there's actually two different levels to choose from. The Petrobox Basic costs less than 20 bucks a month, while the Petrobox Premium gets you even more gear for 39.95 a month. Check these guys out, mypetrobox.com. I know the owner, John. He's great. I yep. was just talking to him today. These guys really are cool. They're doing cool stuff. Check them out. It's a great gift. We always talk about it. And use the code OVERCREST at checkout. That'll get you a deal on your first month. You know what else is pretty cool? Tell me. The Overcast Drivers Club. That's right. You talk about that while I find something to drink. Yes. So we just recorded. Well, I had a thing. I was going to. We, so we just ended up doing a uh, exclusive episode, which is something that we can give to all of you Drivers Club members. And we really appreciate you very. You like really threw me for a loop by just leaving. Jeez, dude. Welcome back. Sorry. Thank Welcome you. Welcome back. Drivers Club. Overcrest Productions dot com forward yes, slash you, drivers club i thought you could you've done this before you know how to i know do but this. you just kind of you just kind of threw me for a, for a loop sorry, a little bit man. yes no we uh we have exclusive access to content that we record we just, we just did, did a one whole episode awesome episode if you like this stuff there's even more out there and it just is awesome to be able to support creators that you like if it's not us support someone it's cheap five bucks a month five dollars that's it or $10 or $20 and you get different things for different levels. You can get a, That's right. a print from me if you want at 20 bucks. I don't sell prints ever. The only people that have prints of mine 
are Overcrest Drivers Club members that have signed up for the tier to get it. And me. That's it. And you. Which, mm. I am an Overcrest member, a Drivers yes. Club member. Yes, I'm not. Actually. I'm not. I don't support I know. It. Someone has to test how the workflows work. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm not, I anyways, am not a member. Anyway, OverCrestProductions.com forward slash Drivers Club. Support the show. <clears throat> support us. We would really appreciate it. It's only five bucks. Did we tell you to get early access to things? You do. You do get it's early awesome. access to stuff. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so the concept of this horse-like power was perfect for the farmers and miners and basically the clientele that he's trying to sell to as they knew how much work a horse could do. It makes sense. And it was kind of like, oh, yeah, it's a horse-like power that this machine creates. Yes. But to better quantify this measurement, Watts set up an experiment with another potential customer, a coal mine, right? And he goes, well, let's see just how much work this thing does compared to a horse. So Watts would have horses walk around a wheel connected to a pulley system that would lift a load of coal. That's how they brought coal up traditionally from a mine shaft, right? Yeah. So you got your horse or your donkey or whatever it was. So walking a turnbuckle wheel, walks and wraps the rope around the thing. Yes. And so he calculated that the weight of the coal, the distance lifted, and the time determined that a horse could lift an average of 33,000 foot pounds per minute. What's a foot pound? Well, he determined that 33,000 foot-pounds per minute would equal one horsepower. Uh, but, but, well, okay, basically he's saying he could lift... 33,000 pounds, however many feet. Yes, one okay. foot per minute. Okay, got it. Yes. Um, so, yes, 33,000 foot-pounds equals one horsepower. Okay. Because he figured out his machine can do that same thing. Right. And this, how much, Chris... Do, we, do you know how many horsepower a person has? Yes, we're going to get there. Okay, because I, I want to know how many pounds yeah. I can lift. No, we will, we will get there. But here's what's amazing. So this was in 17-something, 33,000 foot-pounds. That's a lot of foot-pounds. To a one horsepower. This is the calculation that we still use to this day. Good. It gives us a standard. Yes. That's important. Well, we'll get to that too. But the fact that he made this experiment to sell one of his motors, and it's the same standard we use today. How much coal can you hear? It gives a whole new meaning to coal burning. It did roll diesel. Rolling yeah. coal, coal. So as for the actual power of a horse, well, Watts was pretty spot on. A relatively recent scientific study performed in 1993 calculated both the peak and sustained work rates of a horse. Citing measurements made at the 1926 Iowa State Fair, they reported that the peak power of a horse, or a few seconds, had been measured to be up as high as 14.9 horsepower Ooh. for a little bit, like a sprint, yeah. right? However, for sustained activity, without the killing the horse, yeah. of one horsepower on average is, in fact, accurate. Hmm. Just for fun, the same study concluded that the average healthy human can produce about 1.2 horsepower briefly. Okay. And sustain about 0.1 horsepower indefinitely. I'm proud of that. They I'm, even I'm calculated some examples kind of outside the average, right? So they found that the famous Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt produced a maximum of 3.5 horsepower for 0.089 seconds. When he, he launches was, off the blocks, basically. Yeah, it's basically uh, 10 seconds into his... No, yeah. 0.89 seconds into the full sprint 100-meter dash his world record run in 2009. Good for him. Three. That, I love watching the Olympics back in the day. They suck now. Dude, what a, I haven't what a watched any of it. What a, what I don't know. Disappointment. Anyways, back to our discussion of horsepower. There is a distinction that should be made here, Chris. So power is not the same as force. What's okay. the difference? Force is the measurement of the influence or a push on an object. Power is the rate of work or force being applied over time. So think of it this way. You can apply, say, 100 pound feet of force on a torque wrench, but the amount of power exerted depends on how quickly you're turning the bolt. Because you could sit there all day and just do it real slow. Right. That's not the same amount of power as doing but it, it quickly, the same amount but it's the same amount of force. Right. Which, side note, the measure of pound feet is a whole rabbit hole I didn't realize I needed to fall down. Okay. So strap in. I'm ready. First of all, you'll notice that I'm using the correct unit of pound feet as opposed to foot pounds. I always get confused, like, which one I'm supposed to use. So here's Can you please clarify where this for things me? get complicated. Okay. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Both terms are I, units, I'm always scared I'm going to seem stupid to somebody. Here, here's how I... Because I, I kept writing it. And I yeah. kept having to go back and check. Yeah. You pound your feet. You can't, you can't foot your pound. You pound your feet. Okay, great. Yeah. So it's pound feet. It's pound feet. Yes. Okay. So 
pound. Okay, first of all, yes, it's complicated. Both terms are they are um, relevant units of measure or real units, but they're not interchangeable. Pound foot or pound feet is a unit of torque and a vector measurement that is created by one pound of force acting on a one foot lever. Okay, and the so vector is the, bolt, is the direction of the force. Right, so basically think of a bolt, right? Yep. And so you have to be trying to rotate the bolt and that it, one pound at one foot is that twisting action that you're feeling. Yep. That is one pound foot. Okay. No, one foot pound. Yeah, pound your feet. Yes. Wait, what? Yes, pound foot. Okay. The foot pound, on the other hand, is a measurement of force over a given distance. So one foot pound force is the energy required to move a one pound object one foot of linear distance. So that's the one we care about. So this is, no, because think of it. A foot pound is this is a one pound object and I'm moving this. You can watch me. I'm just sliding a one pound water bottle across the table one foot. Yep. That is one foot pound. Okay. That is totally different than the pound feet of trying to rotate a bolt. Okay. Right? That's the difference. Okay. So... One measurement is a scalar and one is a vector, can, which is... Guys, uh, for you guys listening and watching, yeah, I'm fucking lost. <laughs> I think so. I have more analogies here. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so one is a scalar, one is a vector, which is a fancy way of saying they measure different things. Just so you guys know, the industry standard for measuring an engine's power output is set by the Society of Automotive Engineers standard J1349, and it lists it as pound feet okay so it's pound feet it's always pound feet that's the one we care about yes and this is where when things, we're bragging yes that it doesn't have any horsepower but it's got lots you of torque your feet because you're excited yes it's pound feet pound feet so the confusion over units of force can be traced all the way back to our friend james watts again he measured that one horsepower equals thirty-three thousand foot pounds of force per minute but keep in mind that that is the literal pulling force of a horse. I just said it wrong tonight. Foot pound, it's pound feet of force per minute. Basically, when he was doing his horse calculation, think about it. He wasn't measuring <laughs> rotational. He was measuring how much the horse could pull. In a straight line. Yes. yes. Not rotational torque value. So to understand the relationship of torque and horsepower, I'm going to go through a little math. I'll make this really quick because I realize I'm already losing you even. Yeah. So if you divide the 33,000 foot-pounds per minute into seconds, first of all, you get 550 foot-pounds. We divide that 550 foot-pounds into the rotational engine speed of an engine, which is generally, of course, measured in revolutions per minute. And you convert that to radians per second. A radian, by the way, is the ratio of the length of an arc in a circle divided by the length of the radius. Doesn't matter. Since the circumference of a circle is defined as two times pi, Jake. you measured... No, hold on. What are you I doing? Know, I know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. It doesn't dude. matter. But some engineer is like, I'm really happy he's doing this. Yes. Okay, whatever. You mentioned pi. You mentioned pi. I said there's going to be a, a whole math lesson here. You multiply RPM Do you know by what, this number. What, what level of math I went through in high school? No. Algebra. Oh, geez. That's it. Boy, I fuck. You, I didn't even this take isn't geometry. Doing anything for you then? Huh? No, no. I am not the engineer. That's like I'm so glad he's talking about. That. <laughs> I, I like, you, you don't care about radii and radians and ratios of radians. No, to arcs. I know what a vector is. I'm proud of that. Yep. What's it's your, a car. What's your that they, they, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Okay. Here's the last. I'm just gonna skip to the bottom here because this part's kind of interesting. Okay? okay. So you get your 550 foot pounds. Comes out to 5,252. So horsepower, the calculation, this is the bottom line, comes out to torque. You know when you're in the shower and you're bored and you just start reading yep. the shampoo bottle? I know. But I'm, it doesn't matter. We're, we're past all the boring math, and I'm going to get to what's interesting. Okay. Okay. I, all you have to know is this one equation. Horsepower mm. comes out to torque times RPM divided by 5250. And what I was going to explain in that whole section above this is where that number came That's from. That's how you know when people's dyno charts are liars. Exactly. Every single dynograph you see that shows either horsepower and torque curves over a late RPM, the two curves will always intersect at 5250. It's math. And I was going to explain why that is, but... Please don't. But we're not. Please stop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Please, don't. Please don't. Here's what we'll get to. Horsepower, of course, is not the only unit measure of power. So there are other ones besides okay. the old-fashioned horse. First, let's get the obvious ones out of the way. You may see variations on wheel horsepower. You know where you yeah. got... RWHP, rear wheel horsepower, all wheel horsepower. Yeah. It's obviously enough just the measurement of a car's horsepower at the wheels. With the drivetrain lost. Correct. As opposed to brake horsepower, which is measured at the flywheel. And Why is it called brake horsepower? 
I don't actually know, but it is. Okay. Is it because something... BHP. Is it because something breaks? <laughs> well, I think it's it like breaks, they use things, a breaking break dyno, dyno all the time. True. I don't, I don't know, but that's basically at the flywheel. So okay. it doesn't take into account drivetrain loss, as you were talking about. Um, then we have the mysterious... Guys, yes. never dyno your car. Why? Unless you're tuning it. Why? Because it's just disappointment. The only, <laughs> the only chart that matters is the one that is gluing your ass to the seat when you hit the gas. Never dyno your car. It's not worth it. It's a waste <laughs> of money. It's only going to break your heart. Every dyno is a heartbreaker. They're all heartbreakers. They never make as much power as you think they are. And it's going to make all your time and all your effort. I, I do think it's funny people that care about that. They're always like, well, what, what, what brand dyno? Yeah, because they're really different. Was it a Mustang? Oh, it was a Mustang, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah, it's just, yeah. Give me a break. Just don't dyno your car. <laughs> it's not worth it. You don't want to know. What's interesting is like all these manufacturers use their own in-house engine dynos, mm -hmm. which I always find interesting. Yeah, you know, is that calibrated? Is, is that, that what is that calibrated to? Like, how do well, we you know, know? What's even more interesting, and actually paramount here, is they also use different measurements of power do they use horsepower or ps yeah PS. have you What's seen PS? ps so this mysterious ps that's european isn't it yes you see it elsewhere well, they're in the wrong world, namely germany which is no surprise since ps stands for Pferdestark, which is literally just translates from german as horsepower Okay, so it's just it's, it means good old horsepower the in horses, German. Do you think the horses were different? Well, the metric of horsepower, as it's sometimes known, is actually measured, but a bit differently than its American horsepower. It's defined as the amount of power needed to lift a seventy-five kilogram of mass one meter vertically in a one second. Yeah, well, they're doing it wrong. That's all we need. The to know. difference is one point four percent. Look, guys, Germans, we invented the steam thing. Yeah, with the horse and the coal and the, and the brewery. No, we didn't. That was a Scott. Oh, shit. Was it? <laughs> well, it wasn't German, okay? <laughs> Jesus. One PS equals 0.986 horsepower. So you can it's think of PS close. as horsepower plus a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right horsepower along. Horsepower plus. We have the official scientific measure of power, which is the kilowatt. Yes. And if this brings a bell, it's due to our good old engineer, James Mr. Watts, Watt. again. Mr. Watt. Yep, for um, which it is named a kilowatt. Unfortunately, Scotland, apparently. Yes, is uh, the official SI, or international system, unit based around the meter, kilogram, and joule second that make up the metric system. For purposes of translation, one kilowatt equals 1.34 horsepower. So I they're think all I, right around I there. I think I have situational ADHD. I know you do. Because I, I'm just, you, as soon as you started saying like jewels and watts and stuff, and I was you, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, like, I cannot help it. Oh, okay, I, well, we're getting past it. Okay. We're getting past it. Now back to the fun stuff. Okay. Okay, so just for the sake of sheer silliness, hit Chris and to bring you what, back What in. is the measure of of friction for a tire when it's on the pavement. Do you know that? That is, What's yes. that called? Uh, friction unit. Like how, what is the, what is the measure. measurement of a tire? Obviously we think of like tread wear and we think of how soft the tire is, but what is the, the. Oh, it's the same. Friction is a type of force that opposes relative motion between two objects. Hence friction will have the same unit what? of force. It's still Newton's. Oh, really? Yep. So it's still Newton's or kilowatts or whatever. No, kilowatt so is power. So it has to be motion. Okay. Yeah, force. But Got Newton it. is just for the force. It's resistant force. It's, it's just resistance force. force. That's okay. All What's it the is. metric? What's the unit of measurement for friction? I just said Newton. Oh, it is Newton. Yes. Okay. Yes. Newtons. What's, yeah. What's a Newton? Is that like how far it takes for an apple to Newton. fall from a tree no, in your Newton head? Newton is a foot pound. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking of Isaac Newton and his apple. Yeah. It's, well, that's why he was named for it. Ah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Just like what? Like they used a yeah. lot of the inventors when well, they named it. It's clever. It's, it's very nice. Very clever. Yes. They could have named a street after the guy, but I guess naming the whole situation I'm is sure fine. sure there is too. Okay. Silliness, Chris. I'm bringing you back in. Okay, bring okay. me back in. In the spirit of good old-fashioned horsepower, you need to realize that you can, in fact, measure power by any animal, right? Right. If there's a conversion, yeah. then let's do it. Let's strap a squirrel to this thing and let's well, go. Well, we got donkey power. Ooh, okay. That is approximately a third of a horsepower. Or Much cheaper, though. Or the Much infamous, cheaper, arguably more reliable, the infamous llama power or llama thrust, as was infamous? made famous by who wants to be a millionaire? 
So if you just Google llama thrust, it's like a whole culture on the internet now and a joke and a meme because apparently on who wants to be a millionaire years ago, it was like, what is the unit of power? And it's like horsepower, llama thrust. And there was a couple other dumb ones. The guy chose the guy chose llama thrust. Dude, that guy. Or like he had to, no, he had to ask the audience. And the, and, audience, and the audience, like, jokingly, it was almost half and half Llama Thrust, I think. Anyways, so Llama made him Thrust second guess is himself made, a little bit. Yeah, that dude, That dude went home to his wife, and she was just oh like, my uh-uh, God. Nope. on the couch. Nope. So a Llama Thrust is, for some reason, equal to two-thirds of a horsepower. because Better than a donkey. Yeah, something with speed, I'm sure. Mm. I don't know. Uh, duck power. Thanks to some obscure research, we know that an average duck has about 0.238 horsepower. <laughs> There's also dolphin power. The average dolphin produces 7.25 horsepower. Wow, pretty good. Um, something about swimming is like more efficient. Well, yeah, you can exert power a transfer. force over your entire body on the water. Exactly. So that's the history and science of power in a nutshell. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk a bit about powerful things. Yeah. Yeah. So back to our inventor, James Watt. Like government. No, that's not the type of power. I said that right away. You're right. My bad. Okay. So James Watt, who coined the term horsepower, after his success in bringing the stationary steam engine mainstream, using the technology for actual locomotion didn't take long. Now, when it comes to steam trains, we did an entire series on the topic, oh, Chris. It was one of my favorites. I love steam the trains. The Indomitable Iron Road. So I'll leave the specifics out of this story. Go back there. Check How that out. How much power did these trains oh, make, Oh, let me tell you. I'm glad you asked. So, the most powerful steam locomotive ever built... Was in Back to the Future 3. No. Yeah, it was so powerful, it traveled in time. <laughs> it's a very fast, powerful train. Yeah, this one, I didn't write it down, but it'll do 70 still. Oh, they're incredible. But it's, this is the biggest, most powerful steam locomotive ever built. It's the Union Pacific Big Boy locomotive. Mm-hmm. They're built between 1941 and 1944. A total of 25 of these behemoths were built, weighing over 1.5 million pounds dry, with another half million pounds accounting for the 14-wheeled tender car. The which tender has all car the coal. Yeah. Has 14, which carried 25,000 gallons of water plus the coal. That's, I did all the math, that's well over a thousand tons of coal. No, just the machine the, just is a the whole thousand thing. tons. So this thing was designed to pull 3,600 ton freight trains over the Wasatch Range between Utah and Wyoming. Jesus. Well, yeah, you got to go up. You gotta... They got to go up. It had a pulling force of over 135,000 pound feet. The How con- much? 135,000 pound feet is what it could pull. So the conversion to actual horsepower is rather Take that power stroke. F- yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, the conversion to horsepower is complicated, and I already went through all that. But Why is it complicated? Why can't you just do it? Because that the amount of axles there are? or uh, No, I can do it, but it's because it, trains don't do it very quickly, right? And so force is not as impressive as the horsepower. Basically, it made 7,000 horsepower. Good God. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, the the torque behind it, though, was astronomical, right? So while steam power was in its heyday a new form of power, it was just emerging, the internal combustion engine was next in line, right? Well, we're talking the 40s here for this train, 1940. I know, but but that was was the last. That was the last. That That was was the the pinnacle. What's interesting is when they switched to diesel electric trains, they still had to use this guy to go over a lot of the mountain passes. Mm-hmm. So they would switch trains and this thing would pull. Or it was just like if there was a run that they knew they had to go from this to this and it's all up in the mountains. Yeah, we'll still use the old big boy. How long, When did they stop doing that? I think the 60s or 70s. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to learn. You know, you were talking about, oh, the American, James Watt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't true. But did you know, and this is the first time we've talked about this, the invention of the first internal combustion engine is actually attributed to an American. I thought it was Mercedes. <laughs> George Branton invented the first commercially available liquid-fueled internal combustion engine in 1872. Take that, Germans. This was before those Germans got to it with one Nicholas Otto working with Gottlieb Daimer, Wilhelm Maybach, and, of course, Carl Benz in the 1880s. I, thought, I really thought that's who it was. I thought it was them. No, it was they Benz were the first who car. made the first car. Car, but not the first but combustion engine. this dude engine. made the first engine, yes. Uh, that was followed, of course, by another German, Rudolf Diesel, in 1892. What developing a guy. His you love that guy. Compression ignition, terrible engine. <laughs> no, it's not. Nope. Nope. 
cars have never been as powerful as they are today. So why don't they have gasoline electric trains, Jake? If they're so Look, crappy. A train is a perfect use for a diesel. You're, we're talking a about trains right now. is a perfect use for a diesel. Yeah. Some trucks are decent uses for diesels. But no Everything cars. else, nothing. No nope. cars. Get out of here. None. Get not allowed. Get the hell out of here. No, not allowed. No. Even if they make a thousand pound feet of torque. Hey, who cares? I want horsepower. This episode's about power, not torque. We oh, just okay. established that. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> Do you want to know about the most powerful cars ever? Yeah, sure. Are we talking factory cars? We're going both ways. Okay. First, we'll go factory cars, production cars. What's your, the most... Uh, production car would be the Hellcat with 900 and... No. Veyron? The Veyron is at the bottom. That's my bottom rung. Okay. These are production horsepower. cars? Yep. 1,000 horsepower was the 2005 Bugatti Veyron. Believe it or not, Tesla's 2021 Model oh S Plaid. Can we just come up with a different I measurement? Was... <laughs> For electric cars, because I'm so sick. Can, we need a, there needs to be a an asterisk. Needs an asterisk next well, to it. Well, here's the thing. 1,020, but they're cheating. We, this is it. This is it for internal combustion cars being at the top of the, the forever. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. It. It's the okay. So I'm gonna guess Lucid Air. Um, is in I, there. I only I only did two more because okay. it just gets it's pedantic at that yeah, point, yeah, right? Yeah. So the 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 other gasoline powered car that I think will probably be the last and most powerful is the Hennessy Venom F5, which was sold just last year. That's not a production car. No? Yeah. I mean, I know what you mean. It's not yeah, a mass production not, car. What about the Aston Martin Valkyrie? What does that make? The Valkyrie. That's got to be close. Well, it has an electric motor. Electric at or hybrid. It's like, yeah, 900 horsepower. Yeah, then. then, yes. Um, so the, the Venom had 1,800 horsepower. Jesus. But the most powerful production car to date of recording was once again electric, which is the new Lotus Avija, which yeah. is out this year, has 2,012 horsepower electric. Great. But how many Newtons can the tires do? That's, right. That's, that's, I know. That's what right. it all comes down yes. to at this point. Yeah. Of course, as we talked about, those are just production cars, or at least cars you can buy. Um, one of my favorite race cars, though, we should talk about. What is more, one thing, before you get into the race cars. Yes. What is the, no, the number two thing? Power, obviously, is one of the most important measures. I was kidding earlier when I said power doesn't matter. It really fucking matters. Yeah, okay. So, po- you have power, what, matters, and what else do you care about? to what? Power and? Speed? Weight. What? Oh. The power for, to for, weight yeah. ratio yeah, is the, one of the most about. important factors of any of this. Of performance. Of performance. Yes, for sure. Yes. Because then, hey, it's the amount of work that we're doing <laughs> against a given weight. I'm trying to be smart right now. Is it working? Nope. No? Okay. Nope. I was trying I, to I sound, just did sound the smart. thing, too, where I just started zoning yeah, out. Yeah, see? I even barely even started well, talking about a ratio of something or another, and you were, you're on the floor. You're saying. <laughs> just redact, redact, false information, non-verified, <laughs> redact. All right. Uh, race cars. We're just going to go through these quick because we're getting there. Um, okay. I, I just, honorable mention, the 917. Mm. 917.30. Flat 12. Rumored to produce more than 1,500 horsepower in qualifying trim. We're talking about the Can-Am, the 917.30. Yep, 917.30. Yep. Another interesting and widely powerful, like, motor sport. What's interesting is is that car and the Audi Quattro, like, the whole Group B Can-Am period of time was where everybody was like, nope, that's it. Yeah, Things are gotta, too fast. We got to pull the plug, guys. We got to pull the plug on this. It's how sad. I know. How sad. Well, I, yeah, I know. I wonder if we would look back at that if it was actually good or not. That we stopped that? No, that we, you know, just the racing of that period of time, like seeing the 9-17-30, you wouldn't have known. Oh, you know, you would never know. You would never time. have known that, wow, that's Honestly, a 1,500 horsepower. Our kids or our grandkids might be like, dude, you were like the last people to see gasoline formula one motors no they're gonna have synthetic fuel we already went through that yeah you're right yeah they're gonna have but, synthetic fuel for a while i don't know there's got to be something though that we're kind of the last of it yeah well we're driving classic cars that's we're the last of that yeah you know that that's we're it. buying the last new gasoline cars that's that, weird too. that's true that's that'll true. be what it is yeah you could go to the showroom floor and buy a gasoline powered car that's Wild. why i have that's why i have the golf r i wasn't ready to buy you just walk in there, and you probably had your horse with you, and you're smoking your pipe. You just that was where the weird old days, right? You killed the environment. You ruined it for us. Yes, yeah. yes, hundred yeah. um, percent. Oh. I wasn't ready to buy a golf R. I didn't want to, but I like. At what point? 
I felt like the Golf R in terms of my evolution as Volkswagen fan, mm-hmm. European car fan, I'm like, the Golf R is it. I have this opportunity right now. Yeah. This one has 9,000 miles on it. It's basically a new car. Right. I'm never going to be able to do this again. Yeah. This is it. So I bought one. So I yeah. could experience it and own it because it ain't ever going to happen again. Yeah. Unless it sells for $400,000 on brand trailer. In 20, Wish it undoubtedly will. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. You should probably hold on to that. Well, it doesn't have 9,000 miles on Not it anymore. True. Never mind. That's for sure. Considering it's 50 miles to this stupid place every day, yeah. every week. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing on with motorsport and power. What is, so I was just like Googling like motorsport, most powerful like cars, yeah. race yeah. car stuff. What is a motor sport that I did not ever think of and you will not think of that has the most powerful things? Tractor pulls. Yes! Of course I think of that instantly! I was like race cars, powerful I, race cars, race I, cars. It's not I've, a race car, but holy I've never been crap. to a tractor pull. Really? No. Not even like a little county fair one? No, I would love Dude. to. I would love to do it. It Dude. would be a lot of fun. Yes, it is. My son has already been to a tractor pull. Well, good for him. Yeah. Maybe you love him more than my dad loved me, <laughs> I guess. Jesus, dude. So the uh, NTPA Championship Pulling Series National Tractor limits, Pull. limits horsepower of competing tractors to 5,050 horsepower. Per engine or total? Per engine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> man, those are some great videos, man. Just nuts. And I love it when the engine just... There's just like, falls throws off. up. Yeah, the axe literally the transmission just, throws the oh engine God, out of thing. So, so good. what do they do? They drop that that thing it's in the sledge, dirt. Yep. And so it, but it's as you progress, it it gets further into the dirt. Right. It basically just the wheels come up on it, so you're just dragging it down. And my favorite are because these guys are full throttle the whole way, and so they want to keep going because it does like stop all of a sudden. Yeah. So a lot of these guys they'll be coming like right up to the end, and they'll still just have full throttle. I love it when they just keep going. Past the course. Have you ever yeah, seen they that? They just continue to just drive away. Sh- yeah. So that's this is the guy that obviously has more than five thousand horsepower per Yeah, probably is, is what I'm gonna guess. It's yeah, that stuff. What is are they nuts. what are these engines in these things? Uh it's either so they there's three be like main categories or something. Three like main that. categories. You have gas V8s that yeah. are supercharged. Yeah, but diesels. Diesels yeah. you have, yeah, of course. guess what? For a tractor, yes. For a tractor, yes. Yeah. For any then for any time you need a lot of power and you need to do a lot of work. Yes. Or the really big ones. Do you know where I'm going with this? What are they? Turbines. Are they really? Yep. Mm. Yeah. They're strapping those turbo neeks down there, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We'll have to get you to a uh, tractor pull. We'll figure it out. Okay. Then, of course, we have drag racing. A top fuel class nitromethane dragster puts out over a thousand horsepower. Easily. Yep. Easily. And you experienced that. We both did last year. <laughs> yeah. If anybody, we should we should set up an overcrest thing where we just we can all go up to Brainerd for the National Hot Rod. That'd be really fun. Thing where we all go up there yeah. and experience it. Because Brainerd, believe it or not, is a really good top fuel track. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. It's, it's, it's a very good track, and a lot of people go, and it, it, it is phenomenal. I'd it, like was, to take- it was a lot of fun. We, we had a lot of fun yeah. up there, for sure. Okay, so those were kind of like vehicles. There are, of course, other machines that produce more power. Okay. The Seaman. <laughs> the Absolute Power. You don't know that? The absolute power. power. Aladdin, the original Aladdin. Oh, geez, yeah. Where Jafar or whatever yeah, yeah, becomes yeah. the genie. So one of the most powerful machines that can be quantified that I could find. Can I guess? Yes. Is? Is? Diesel engines in a ship. <laughs> uh, no. No. Nope. Really? No. Yeah. Because those are massive. The pistons are as big as this table. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even close. Even close. Okay, the space shuttle. Um, no, that's, it's harder to quantify actual power, but you can, I'll get there. But even that isn't as powerful as this. Good grief. Okay. A nuclear bomb. I'm going to get there. Okay. We're getting out of control. That's an honorable mention. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The sun. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Uh, the PG and E Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant, specifically the generator set 
that is run off of the nuclear power. Each turbine can output 1.2 gigawatts of continuous power for years at a time if required. So how do we transfer gigawatts well, to horsepower? The connected alternator produces the equivalent of 1.6 million horsepower. <laughs> Over what time? Just all the all time. All the time. Just all the time. Just, just <laughs> yeah. You know, I always wondered, can we just have mini nuclear reactors in our cars? Yeah, we were going to do that, remember? And then uh, we realized oh, yeah, that's we, a terrible idea. Yeah, that's, we, we that had, was 1950s. Yeah, that was our our, uh, <laughs> our driver's club only episode that we just that recorded. That is a terrible idea, it's not, Yeah, it's not terrible a Terrible idea. idea. What if we could have like little mini nuclear reactors uh-huh. for each neighborhood? Yes, like, they what also a, wanted to do that. And that also is a terrible idea. It's safe. Uh-huh. It can uh-huh. be safe. As long as it isn't operated by Russians or on a fault line, nuclear power is extremely safe and efficient. Okay, but there's also people that like to wreak havoc. That's true. That's yeah. the big problem. Yeah, I suppose it. if you're going to drive a bulldozer Because here's something. the thing. Even if it's a teeny little one for each neighborhood, when the fallout of that thing going critical is yeah. going to just cover the whole state. It is. They go, oops. Yeah. And then it's a chain reaction because all the other reactors then well, in just, the blast zone are also going to go critical. They just put, but bury it underground. We, yes, we also established that is problematic. <laughs> that one was Radioactive Kitties. Radioactive Kitties. That was another very fun very episode. Very fun episode. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this up. The last thing, speaking of nuclear power, because you mentioned it, and I also was curious, if we don't care about mechanical energy... And being able to turn it being into able to some turn other... turn something. Yeah. By far, the most powerful thing... Humanity has ever created, bar none, is the nuclear bomb. On the morning of October 30th, 1961, the Soviet Union carried out the test uh, of the Tsar bomb. The biggest bomb ever the detonated. biggest, most powerful nuclear weapon ever created, tested in history. It's a hydrogen bomb. It released over 50 megatons of energy. Are you sure it was mega or is it kilo? Mega. 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 Wow. Yeah. Mega, bro. So this amount of power is truly incomprehensible. But since we learned we can just about uh, have anything converted to horsepower, I took the time to do it. The Tsar bomb made the equivalent of 75 billion horsepower. Billion. What have we done as humans? Yeah. What have what have we done? Anyways, there you have the history of power, horsepower. Uh, so I bet everybody's kind of wondering what happened with my 911 and where it is. And I went and got it and picked it up from Marco and everything else. Mm-hmm. Next so, week. Yeah. Yeah. Next week. I was going to say tomorrow, but Monday. Yeah. Monday. But we'll no, get to Tuesday that. for you people. Tuesday, for you Tuesday, people. Monday. Yes. All those. All those. You all could those have it earlier though, guys. Yeah. If you were a driver's club member, That's you'd right. be you listening to this live. right now. Even though you are listening to this right now, the, the, <laughs> the other you uh-huh. that is already in the past oh, would have yeah. already listened to this That's and right. you would be doing something else right now. Yeah. No, ask Chris. We just keep daydreaming off every time I talk about facts. We will see you guys. I like facts and numbers and math. We'll see you guys (laughs) next week. Take care.